Welcome to Hellas Football Podcast, episode 11. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Greg, how are you, man? Very good. Looking forward to getting into it. Fantastic. Nico? On top of the world again. Seven from seven, seven eight from seven eight, from ten seven. from ten, whatever you guys are That's going it. for. Just keep going and going and going. Keep going until we play you guys in November. And keep going beyond me. <laughs> Beautiful there. Um, Stephen, did we lose you there for a second? There's two Stevens. There's two Stevens. No, what happened? What, what happened was George. For some reason, my I clicked out of of the Zoom call instead of instead of closing one of my windows. Oh, there you go. So I don't know. I'll, I'm going to let you figure that out. There. It's and, early morning. Okay. And Mr. Uh, Elaine, how are you? I'm fine. It's just uh, fucking raining all over in Paris once again. <laughs> it, it's raining in Paris. Oh. There you go. Sip oh, yeah, again. Join the club. <laughs> again, yeah, it's raining in Australia as well, and it's supposed to be, you know, heading into summer here. So, although the sun's out now, so we can't really complain. Anyway, uh, we've got a jam packed episode of uh, lots of things to talk about today, guys. We're going to touch on um, Olympiakos' failure in Europe again, um, the Super League results, um, the ethnic or mother, the Euro 24 draw, which uh, we've been pitted in a Pretty tough group, um, but we'll get we'll, we'll dissect that a bit. And Elaine's here to give us a little bit of his thoughts on the uh, French national team as well, seeing as he's a uh, a Greek man in France. Um, Greeks abroad, lots of happening, lots of things happening there. Um, the competition winners for the uh, Karagounis match that's happening in Sydney. Greg's going to be uh, reading out the lucky recipients for the uh, three double passes that we um, we've been given uh, the chance to, to give away, and of course we've brought back um, the question time for the podcast here. So um, we'll get things started, Stephen. Just quickly, quick wrap up. Olympiakos um, failure again in Europe. A disgraceful, to be quite honest. Disgusting club of football. We uh, started off okay, but it just turned to rubbish very quickly, and they just couldn't maintain anything at the end. Um, wrap it up in a minute, mate. Um, Europe for me has become like having having a pain tolerance. It just gets better over time. You just ignore it. But we were pretty. The biggest problem with this team still is that when you concede once, the team's heads drop, and then we concede more and more, and the result looks even worse. I and think... to be honest, it, this, I don't think the scoreline does reflect reflect the game because for most of the for the most part, we were actually all right. Um, but some tactical changes were made, and that made everything fall apart. And yeah, embarrassing. We move on. And... Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't like the lineup. And I think once um, once we started making changes in the in the substitutions, it showed it showed that um, that we weren't capable of playing any type of formation similar to that with the players that we have uh, had available in that match. There, it couple made... of really soft goals though. It really was soft. It, like it, it was giveaway. It was just... the thing that I don't understand. Right, is Socrates sitting on the bench. We're lacking central defenders. You played this five-man, three-man centre back, and you played two players out of position. Like, what's going on there, man? Like, it, it made no. I think it, it made no sense. Miguel overthought. Miguel overthought himself there, and I think he should have just stuck to basics, like what he's done in the league, which has worked for us since he's rejoined us. So, just yeah. So yeah. It, it made no sense. We copped at the end of that game. 
they had 12 shots on target. That's how the game ended, where we just, our heads dropped and everything just, you know, we're lucky we didn't, yeah. we're lucky it wasn't worse. I mean, anyway, moving on, that's uh, Olympia. Of course, it's pretty much the European campaign is over unless a miracle happens. We play again this week, um, the reverse match um, yeah, against Karabag in Azerbaijan. But um, let's be honest, I can't see any result uh, other than a tough one for us. Unless yes. magic happens, which um, I'm not, uh, I'm not holding my breath here for. No. Anyway, no. Um, we'll obviously dissect that again um, next week. Hopefully, to win <laughs> for, for Greek football, if anything. Um, moving, right. moving on to the uh, Super League. There, uh, Volos had a three-two win away from home against Panetolikos. Um, Shenglia opened up the uh, scoring for Panetolikos in the fourth minute. They doubled their league in the 16th minute with uh, Nadre Dago uh, getting the goals. But uh, two goals by Tassos Tsokanis in the 28th and 35th minute um, got them back level. Just before halftime, Garelis got sent off, which obviously changed the whole landscape of the match. And uh, Kutsias in the 78th minute got the winning goal for Volos. Alain Kutsias on the score sheet. Ah, uh, um, how to say, um, uh, yeah, when, uh, when you see that, uh, uh, I was, I was kind of, kind of pissed because, uh, that's, uh, we really should have, uh, should have keep him. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, some say, uh, hey, I just had, uh, to push the ball, uh, in the empty, uh, in the empty goal. But, uh, that's something we can, we can, we cannot, uh, even do, uh, at Pauk at this moment. Yeah. No, it was, it was a difficult, it's a difficult, it was a, it was a head scratching move. Nico? Game of the round. It was me. an entertainment like, game. Entertainment value. Yeah. It mm. had it all. Like the five goals and there were some weird goals, like not like bizarre goals, like the Panatoli one from distance. Early on, and then they bounced back. Volos, it was similar for Volos last week. As soon as they got control and got a foothold in the game, they were able to get on top. But no doubt the red card helped uh, with Carelli. So that was just a brain snap from him. Yeah, it didn't make major sense. Major brain snap. Uh, he was provoked, but yeah, experienced player like that just should have kept his cool. Um, Greg, you know, you do the uh, stats on uh, Greeks playing uh, for teams. Volos has been a team that doesn't have many Greeks, but it's, it's good to see that. Uh, of the Greeks that did play, they got on the score sheet. There was uh, two started, uh, Tassos Tsokanis and uh, Weiss. Well, it, you know, Weiss is a um, born, oh, yeah. born in Crete. To, was Ophi, wasn't uh, he the one at yeah, Ophi? He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, he, he's born to born and raised in Greece, yeah. But, um, and yeah, so it's good to see at least a couple of Greeks getting on the score sheet for Volos. Greg? Uh, yes, uh, look, they, like Nick said, uh, amazing with them how when they go down and then they just really come back and um, uh, do some amazing stuff. And then, yeah, like to Alan's point, Kutsias, um, should you really have been put to Volos on loan? But you know what? We'll, Volos will take it and I'll make the most out of him. But it just shows the mentality, I think. Um, give him to some, give him to one of the smaller clubs, get him get some game time. Then we'll keep Oliveira, for example, injury prone Oliveira, who's, uh, you know, he's, he's okay, but. You're putting um, a very uh, a lot of faith in someone who I think is a little bit. Um, I think you can get more use out of Kutsiak than than Oliveira. Yeah. Well, we'll see. How, how high can Volos go this season? Because they've they've always started well. 
they're, they're time in the top. They, they, they never, yeah, they always they never start. Sustain it. They can't sustain it now. That's yeah, probably... it would be interesting this season if they can get the you know, fifth or sixth. Well, they're flying high, and uh, the teams that were flying high last season, like Ionikos and Bus, um, aren't so. It's an interesting one there for them, yeah. So we'll see how they go. Look, it's a good start to the season. Long may continue for them, maybe for the for their 30 fans. Um, Ionikos had a one-all draw with uh, Lamia. Uh, Mancis in the 47th minute. Uh, sorry, Thomas Den Vincente opened up the scoring in the eighth minute for the away side, Lamia, and Mancis equalised in the 47th minute uh, for them. So that was a draw between two teams lingering down the bottom there. Didn't really do much for anyone in that game there. Um Moving on. I'll just, yep. quickly, I'll just quickly say um, it was a big missed opportunity for Yonikos because uh, they missed a lot of chances in this game. It was a game they needed to win. Um, so they, they'd be devastated to come up with a one or draw because they really should have won that game. Yeah, I don't know. If they're having second season, uh, second season syndrome uh, where everyone thought they were going to come dead last last year when they had a good season. But this year, they're just, uh, it's not working for them. So, yeah. Um, We'll see how it goes uh, for that club there. Um, Orfi hosted Olympiacos. They they went down two one to the um, to the current Greek champions. Um, a bit of a weird game there. Um, and Doy had his debut for for the uh, for Olympiacos, and he scored a own goal. Um, in the 40th minute, a cross came in and he uh, stuck his leg out unnecessarily, I think. And uh, the rest is history there. Went in the back of the net and he also got a yellow card just before half time um, and then got substituted there as well. Um, Rodriguez missed the penalty. Um, James in the 53rd minute, uh, but his namesake um, got on the score sheet. Gary Rodriguez. Uh, five minutes later, and Cedric Bakambu um, got the winner in the 81st minute. Stephen, one of those games where we had enough chances to win by more. Bakambu misses a lot, um, but he got the winner for us at the end. Um, and it also looked like that penalty was uh, you know, was going to cost us for a little bit. But how did you see it, mate? Nightmare debut for Ndoy. Like, how, how bad can he get for a kid? He played out of position. He's not even a centre-back. He gets yeah. played in, in the back four with, with Socrates. And then he gets the, the own goal, which is a really unfortunate. And then booked as well. So, yeah, naturally he came off at half-time and we looked a lot better with, without him, unfortunately for him. And, yeah, the, the, Hamez' no-look assist was also very satisfying. I was mm. very pleased. You know, missed the penalty, like you said, but made up for it in the end. And... This was a relieving win for us because I, yeah, I could so see us losing to Offie because I remember we lost them a few seasons ago away and it was just such a oh, such a tough result to take. So I'm I'm glad that we're at least ha- kind of cu- we, the comeback is important because that shows there's a bit of psychological strength there. Um, and then Socrates at the end of the game brought the team all together and that was a nice thing to see. Yeah, and hopefully they take confidence in this win and. And another, on a side note, um, Avila is injured, I think, for a couple of games. He's going to miss the game against Karabag and Balk. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I was pleased with how we performed in the second half, certainly. Yeah, again, it was one of those um, matches where, I don't know, like, yeah, it just, it just didn't look... I don't know. It just didn't look right. But we got the points at the end. That's the main thing. Again, the lineup didn't make sense to me there. Um you know, you're starting a young guy out of position. 
when you've got the former captain and sometimes still captain for the club, Wuchalakis, you would think, I would think you'd start him as a centre-back before because uh, he's, he's, like- he's a big guy, so he can physically, you know, he's not... A, He's a physical style type of player. So, uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what well, I'm saying. Well, even playing, even playing Jan and Veer at centre-back, which he can do, and yes, you lose something in the midfield when you do that, but if you're low on centre-backs, you might as well do that, you know, and, and play Borja Lackis in centre-mid as well. And That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. But the, the, the problems of the first half were thankfully rectified, but, yeah, I'm... It, the, I, it seems like Miguel is still trying to figure out who he wants to keep. Um, and that's going to take time because we have such a huge squad. And one thing, another side note, Marcelo looked yeah. all right when he came on. Yeah, I like came, on for, came on um, for a 10-minute cheeky overhead pass, which is quite funny. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's starting to get his uh, little bit of match fitness. Look, Olympia, of course, obviously there's a big match next week. Um, so they're going to need to get things right. Well, they've got the big match yeah. coming up this week and then also the derby against uh, Pau coming up. Um, speaking of Pau, Levadia, of course, had a one-all draw with Pau. Uh, Khaled Nari got the goal in the 73rd minute for Pauk and it looked like uh, they were going to get away with the win there but in the 93rd minute Anthony Belmonte equalised for Levadiakos and Zivkovic got sent off a few minutes later terrible result Alain, how did you see this one? Uh, well uh, that's the, uh, the I would say the, that's the this game is the full story of the season, like uh, it happened uh, against uh, OFI, and uh, uh, we we already uh, we already got that again uh, against uh, Atlomitos, and um, well, uh, really honestly, uh, I watched uh, I watched the game uh, two times again, and I'm still speechless. Because uh, we we did uh, we played decently in first half, and uh, after the half time, uh, I still uh, don't don't know uh, what happened. Uh, same uh, for a uh, for a power game, and uh, uh, Lucescu also made very bad decision when uh, he decided to to sub out uh, Dantas, and. Uh, uh, not not even uh, uh, and uh, Sabine uh, Oliveira for uh, Gordesian. Yep. Uh, there were there was uh, there was two mistakes uh, and um, uh, but still that doesn't explain uh, that doesn't explain the the result. It's like uh, you know it's like uh, for me a physical and a mental problem. The the team lost it both mentally and both physically. Yeah, they're looking a bit uh, off this season, unfortunately, for for you guys. And uh, last week, the fans were yelling and screaming at your coach, and he and he bit back and yelled back at them, which was probably unnecessary. And uh, it uh, it's yeah, I look at Olympiacos's issues, and then I look at you guys, and I'm thinking, okay, I wonder. Is it because both clubs have been lingering up the top for too long, and they've been getting a bit complacent uh, with themselves? Um, it's both clubs have their issues and they're not far apart. They're very similar <laughs> to, well, I mean, Olympiacos issues are, we just bought a whole new team, but what I'm saying is the team, the way they play, they just look like 
there's the, the mentally weak, mentally fragile, men, there's no formation, there's no structure, there's no camaraderie within the team. It just looks like sometimes there's 11 men on the park and they're trying to kick a ball to each other and they met half an hour ago. So, um, and, and that, George, is one of the hardest things to do within football because no formation, no tactics is going to fix the psychology of, of a, a, a poor team. And, and, I, and that's and something I, that has to be worked on over time. And that's what I think is happening with both Olympiacos and Balk um, this season. So, look, it's, it's an interesting time. It's still early. Um, so we'll uh, see how things go there. Um, moving on to happier guys here, Barthenaikos, 1-0 winners over Asteras. Um, was it a penalty? wasn't a penalty by Aitor in the 80th minute. Um, they had a player sent off a few, uh, three minutes later. Zukanovic, Nico, you're smiling from ear to ear. Was it a penalty? At first, uh, probably not. The more and more I look at it, yes. Yep. Greg was yeah, adamant it wasn't. Senior. Um, it doesn't matter. Penalty, it was given, it was taken, um, and you've got the, got the win. when they slowed it right down, this is what the ref would have seen when they went to VAR. I, I thought uh, there's definite contact, but I thought it gets to the ball first and then he gets kicked. That's how I saw it when they that, slowed it right down and I saw it after more than 10 times. And you know what? 15, 20 times. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't watch the game, but I saw that because I wanted to, because I saw you guys debating it and I thought I'm just going to look at that. I think that's what you got the penalty because Aitor got to the ball first. Got to the ball first. I think if he didn't get to the ball first and it was just a, like a, they were both there, I don't think it would be a pen. I think it would have been waved away. But I think because he got there first, he, he was denied the opportunity. He sort of, yeah, nipped his foot in where he was a bit closer to the ball. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So um, you guys dominated the match anyway and you probably Ooh. should have uh, had a better result. But how did you see that overall? Yeah, look, we dominated and should have won, but. We touched on it last week as well, and Andoni's uh, said it before. We've got to find other other goal scorers in this side, and and other and other ways of scoring as well. Well, you can't just be. I, I thought now that's eight goals in seven games for him. And that was Carlitos for you guys at the start of last season, if you yeah. remember. So Asporad, our main striker, Asporad, uh, was out. Yeah. So we started with Ioannidis up front, and he, yeah, he didn't really look like scoring. Truth be told, yeah. our best chance in the first half fell to Schenkerveld off a set piece. But look, like you said, we, we controlled the game. We deserved the win, probably by a bigger score. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. Not, not one to, to remember. Leoforos was sold out. The scenes were great. On yep. to the next one. Lamia away next. Seven I was from, just going to say seven we, from seven. Seven from seven, hopefully eight from eight, and we just keep going. Um, what I was going to say though with Yoannidis, look, he didn't look like scoring. So he's got one of two two options here. I'm not sure how long Sporada is out for, but he's either going to have to persist to the point where he plays Ioannidis into form or he goes down the path of Gambetsis, uh, Verbitz, who isn't an out-and-out striker, or there's a kid who was on the bench uh, for us called Bilal. Uh, huge raps on him in the academy over the years. He gets a look in. Oh, Bilal, Ab- Abdurrahim Zaini. Is he born? Is he a Greek yeah. kid or uh, Egyptian? I Egypt- believe. Okay. Oh, well, it, it look it, 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 again yeah, when, when, when you're win, when you're now. winning, it, it's hard to really. Do oh, you look, want, do now you want to go winning, and change? Be, yeah, no, no. Now that we're winning, it's going to be glossed over. Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't so go changing. You wouldn't go changing things around there. Um, That's, the likely scenario is he just keeps playing. You're near this. And How, old you, you know, How old is he? How old is forty? 
Uh, early twenties. Yeah. I reckon he'd be no older than twenty-two. But he's had, but he's 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 had a few games, so he he knows he knows what the deal is. That's why I think you'll probably persist with him up front, regardless of. Um... Well, he's an out-and-out striker. He's got a bit of size about him as well. Yeah, so he can move around. Um, your owner putting tweets out, and your and and your unblocked yeah. nickel. What's yeah. going on? I know the world works in mysterious ways. That's it. So now we just yeah. need uh, a postal to be unblocked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, I'm not sure if he must have been in attendance as well for him. So that was right before, a few hours before kickoff. It was at the stadium, yeah. It looked like yeah. it was. Yeah, so. Uh, and as I said, it was sold out. The scenes were great uh, with the fans and, and the pyros. So long may it yeah. continue. The yeah. last time we went seven out of seven was the 2009-10 uh, season. We went on to win the double. Oh, there you go. So the uh, the futures. Well, if uh, if if it's going to match it, then uh, could be hopefully a, those stars could are be a, Could be a good season for you guys there. Oh, um, fingers crossed. Moving on to another team that's uh, hit some nice little form there. Uh, Aik had a two 0 win away from home against Aris. Uh, Szymanski in the twenty eighth minute opened up the scoring with a Levi Garcia goal in the fiftieth minute, doubling the lead um, for Aik who. Got the points um, in Thessaloniki and uh, continue on in their merry ways. Greg, how did you see this one? Man, it was it was fantastic. Uh, look, Adi started off very strong and um, really hit us uh, earlier on. But our defence, you know, as opposed to past seasons, our defence did um, really well. So um, that was fantastic. We then took care of it. And then after that, we dominated. And um, we got two goals by the 54th minute, I think it was. Um, but after that, uh, we could have scored a lot more goals. We missed a lot of chances and we really took control of the game. So I'm pretty happy with that. And it's been a long time, two games in a row where we've been so powerful and strong and dominant. So I can't wait for the games that yeah, are coming up. You had seven shots on target. Yeah, like you were saying, it looked like you, you were going to get a few more, but um, it, it doesn't matter there. Um, you still got the win there and you're powering up the table, which is a, a good sign for your club as well in their new home as well, which is which is really important, I think, um, you know, to be able to build that um, momentum with the new stadium, to be able to fill it out and get uh, more AEC fans back into Greek football, back into loving their team. And, and, and we said we said last week, after the dominant performance against Yonikos, what would that do for a game against Stadis? And... Um, We've, in the past, we've you know we've had close games and just won. Last season, we were even losing games to Addis there. Yep. Um, this time, we've, we've you know a dominant 2-0 win. Um, I think again that speaks volumes of um, how forward we're going. And there's some guys in good form like Gasinovic, Mukuri um, back in defence who's taken over from Zavellas. Yep, has made a huge huge difference. Um, and Vida, the Croatian, he had a great game as well. And Athanasiadis, he goes. Uh, he did really well as well. He um, yeah. Stankovic was injured, so yeah. um, all round really good. There, the one guy who's I think are just a bit mixed fortunes at the moment is Araujo. In front of goal, he's been pretty poor, but he's been dropping back and doing some other work. Um, with generally some good results there, but his, his his finishing this season has just been really poor. So hopefully, with momentum, he gets better there. You got the uh, your home match next week, another big Athenian derby against the mighty Atromitos. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a good uh... Atromitos. Atromitos. I'm sorry, but Atromitos and Asteras this year for me are the two biggest disappointments. Um, they produce absolutely nothing in the in the games against the big teams. So just I don't know what their plan is, but anyway, I look forward to uh, dominating Atromitos uh, next week. You'll let's, have a nice training game against them, Greg. Let, let's hope yeah. so because uh, they're coming off a two-one win over Pasiani now with. Uh, 
Katansun uh, in the 75th and 86th minute getting goals. Uh, Pantelakis got one, pulled, scored actually first for pass, um, but Atromitos ended up taking all the points there. So you reckon, um, I think they're probably like we were saying, Greg, last week that I think Atromitos are one of the teams where they'll they'll do well against the other sides, the the teams outside the uh, the big four or five clubs. Um which we'll probably find them sitting around the uh, seventh mark, six, six, seventh mark there. I can see them either just making the, the top six or missing out. They're not going to do anything other than that. Um, really weird because they, they've been, they were known for past seasons for given, you know, given good games against the big teams. And this year they've, they're just the complete opposite to that. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting time to see how they go um, as a club there. All right, looking at the table, Parthenay, of seven from seven, goal difference of 10 on 21 points, maximum points for the uh, Greens there. Aik Athens shoot up the second spot on 15 points. Olympiacos um, take third spot on 14. Volos are also on 14. Um, Alain Spauk uh, sitting in fifth on 12 points. Atromitos take the last spot in the top six on 11 points. The best of the rest, Panetolikos, sitting seventh on 10 points. Aris on 10 points. Asteras, Lamia on four points each. Ofi are struggling big time along with Pasianina, both on four points. Lavadiakos, three points. And Ionikos with a minus 11 goal difference sitting dead last on two points there. Um, just a quick look at next week's, uh, the next fixture, uh, next week's round. Um, Volos host Levadiakos, Aris Yonikos, Aik Atromitos will be an interesting match for Aik back at home in the new stadium there. See if they can continue on their merry way. Uh, Pasianina and Ofi are going to be an interesting game. Both are struggling, so we'll see how that game goes out. Um, Nico, your bogey side, Lamia, you're away to them. Um, see They're not our bogey side. Oh, in the cup, huh? don't you just always lose them? Uh, in the cup? Years ago, it happened once. Years well, ago, okay. Who? Yeah, but I can think of other sides like Asteras. Asteras <laughs> on the weekends more of a bogey side. I thought it was always it wasn't Lamia. It was Bas Yanina. It was Bas Yanina. It was Bas. Lamia with recent recent times we've fared okay. Asteras yeah. on, on the weekend. Okay. That win against Asteras was the first time we've beaten them in three years. Okay, well there you go. Twenty nineteen. George. Maybe you've laid an omen for this week. Maybe uh, Panathinaikos got stumbles. Oof. Against Lamia, you'd, the, the, they'd be burning the stadium down if they lose to them. Um, right. You never know. We'll see. We'll, uh, the more you win, the, the closer you are to a loss, I guess. So uh, we'll see how the team goes there for you. Um, Asteras host Panetolikos, another interesting match there, but I think the match of the round is Olympiakos hosting Falk. Uh Elaine, how, quick thought. How do you think this game's going to go? Ah, uh, looking uh, at both at both teams' level, uh, I uh, my take uh, would be like uh, a very uh, a very poor game with a controversial ending, goal, uh, <laughs> ending uh, not even controversial goal, ending uh, with a zero zero. Zero zero. Okay. No, I think yeah. Olympiacos concede goals. So I can see us conceding, unfortunately. It's just a matter of if we can score. Stephen, how do you think it's going to quickly go, mate? Um, I think it's going to be a draw, personally, and it's not going to be a fun game to watch. No. And it'll probably be stopped briefly for flares and stuff. It'll, it'll um, be a I'd terrible like win, obviously, but. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible match. It's game. going to be a terrible match, fellas. I'm not looking forward to it, to be quite honest. But um, it's the man, you know, anyway, it is what it is. That's the like. Sunday in Greece. Yeah. yeah. And your European game is the Thursday. 
the third. Yeah, so it's actually on the Monday. It's no, it's on the Monday. Monday. Sorry, yeah, ah, right. it is on the Monday. So they've given Olympiacos the extra day, right? Um, because I guess they've got to go to Azerbaijan. I don't know. Like, who knows? Yeah, it's a long flight. Anyway, guys, um, what happened this week? The ethnic your mother, the Euro two thousand and four um, draw came out the other day. I wish it was Euro two thousand twenty four. We live it all over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Twenty. I could put a bet on. Yeah, I'd love that as well. Um, so we've been drawn against Netherlands, France, uh, Republic of Ireland, and Gibraltar. Greg. Off the top of your head, when you 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 were live streaming this draw um, with the rest of us, how did you? Uh, were you hoping to? Were you obviously weren't hoping this? Just what's your thoughts, mate? Uh, look, I was I couldn't believe uh, we were following it, and really didn't want Group B or C. And uh, of course, Costa Curta drew us into Group B. Um, I was quite devastated at the time. Um, France and Holland, and even Republic of Ireland, they're, they're big. These are big games, uh, mm. especially the first two. But I mean, what's what's hard is even if we did something, you know, if we pull off, I just have this feeling if we pull off something against the France or Holland, I can just see us then stumbling to Ireland. It's, it's such yeah. a hard. It's a it's a Euro two thousand and four group stage group, and it's 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 the real thing. So, um, but then you know we we have that that lucky chance with the um, European uh, sorry the Nations League winning our group and having the playoff berth there. So yeah, um, as devastated as I was, I then remembered we have that and. We could be playing our Turkey or Luxembourg to start with and then going into a final playoff. So, um, you know, if we do, you know, it's going to be very hard to hit the top two, but it gives us a huge platform to really set us up for, for those two games and be ready for us so we can actually qualify for Euro 2024, which I know myself and every other Greek fan is just dying to get us back into oh. a, a big tournament and just enjoy the whole, the journey of it and the heart attack moments we're going to have. So, um, it's going to be it's going to be exciting watching these games and what Poya and the team do. Um, I think this is where I've always worried about that central, and I've been quite vocal about it. The central attack and midfield role being uh, a piece that um, I don't know if Bakas Ekdes can carry us against teams like this. But you know, what, it's a long way to go. We'll see what happens. So, um, yeah. But thank thank God for the for the playoff spot that we've secured. Nah, absolutely. There, um, it'll be ten years if we make it. So. Um, yeah. So and that's if we make it. So um, you know, hopefully we do because we've been yearning for uh, uh, some uh, major competition for uh, the ethnic your mother, Stephen. Well, interestingly, um, Holland also have a playoff place. So if they somehow flop massively, they're assured to go into the Nations League playoffs as well. And um, not that that will stop them from trying to finish top two, but yeah, something I guess. And, and I'll get to I'll get to you, Elaine, in a second with regards to France. But Nico, this is what when I first saw it, Holland are one of those teams where they can just go on a massive flop, which they've done it before with better with name yeah. players. They've done that before. So my hope is if someone's going to flop big time, it's going to be them over France, I feel. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, look, Alan can can talk more to this, but I, 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 the first thing I did was start looking at both those teams' yeah, results, see, and France have definitely had a, a rougher road than Holland. Like. Yeah, but so, They've like, been poorer recently, the French, but I, I yeah. do think overall they got a better, wise, better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, yeah. I just think that sometimes with, with the Netherlands, they're so unpredictable that you've seen them just have some really bad, bad stri- strips of yeah. stretches, so... I mean, what do you reckon? Uh, uh, Ireland, Ireland's no gimme. 
they're not they're no gimme either, but if we're looking at trying to crack it, we need either France oh, we or need, Netherlands. Yeah. We need one of those nations, France or Netherlands, to fail. And I'm hoping Absolutely. Well, it was the worst case scenario. I think that we're, we are in the hardest group, honestly. The only other is. one that's equally as hard is probably Italy's group. Yeah, no, Italy, England. I'd rate France above England at the moment. England are one of those unpredictable sides again. Um, honestly, I think it's the hardest possible the scenario. The thing with England, we always lose to England. Like we Whatever we say about England, the, the, the football that they play for whatever reason, the ethnic kids, especially over there, we just... Besides that game in 2002, we can't match it. We just They just play at a pace that's too much for us. And every time we see that stupid free kick, mm. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Don't get me started. I'll go on a rap for, for days on that. Oh, I, was in, I was in a bar with a bunch of pommies. Um, I was in Greece. <laughs> watching that. And I, was, I wanted to cry and they were jumping and I was just like, I need to get out of here. Um, I was at Canterbury Leagues. <laughs> it wasn't a good, it wasn't. I can remember it was it was um, Sir John Young Pub on George Street in the city. If anyone knows that, it's next to Sydney City RSL. Anyway, doesn't matter. Next to the Three Wise Monkeys Pub. Um, Elaine, France. I know. I know. You know. You're a Greek man. You're a proud Greek. Uh, but you're born and raised in France, and you've seen the French national team. Do you think the ethnic your mother has an opportunity to be able to pull them apart and somehow get a win, which we're going to need to do if we're going to be able to progress out of this group? Well, uh, actually, uh, France uh, had an horrible run uh, in the Nations League. Uh, if you uh, if you look, uh, they struggled to don't re- to don't get uh, relegated against uh, Denmark, Croatia, and Austria, with one win uh, at home against uh, against Austria. Mm-hmm. And um, Deschamps, the the manager, changed uh, the system. Uh, they now play uh, in three five two in three uh, five two, with uh, Griezmann uh, behind uh, Mbappe and uh, Benzema or, G- or Giroud, depending uh, uh, on who's uh, who's picked up. Uh, and uh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And uh, the last game um, that I watch uh, against Denmark, the Danish just uh, just had to block Mbappe. Uh, like uh, Croatia did, and uh, that, w- that was over. That was over, and uh, the, the, they were absolutely uh, they were absolutely clueless. So, Elaine, the, the, so was, uh, if you're thinking that in order to get a result is to just eliminate Mbappe, um, who who do you think yeah. is a is a man marking out of the game? And if we do that, who's the player that that would you would assign to man marking out of the game? Uh, apart from Mbappe, you mean? From Mbappe, yeah, because you're saying we need to elim- if we can eliminate Mbappe, then we eliminate their threat. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so because uh, as we speak, because uh, the World Cup is coming, and uh, we don't know uh, who will be the the next co- the next uh, coach, but uh, Zidane is rumored to to take over uh, after okay. the World Cup. So uh, with a different system and most probably a different generation because uh, I expect uh, Benzema or, or uh, Griezmann to, to retire. Uh, Giroud uh, will retire as well. He's old. There's, yeah, depth, there, you, there's a lot of depth there. But they'll be replaced like quite comfortably. 
yeah, I, uh, that's very that that would be very hard to to replace uh, Griezmann uh, or uh, Giroud and uh, and Benzema. And uh, I don't know uh, 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 how Zidane uh, would play as uh, yeah, there is a strong rumor uh, he will take over. But uh, the the next generation is less talented uh, than the the previous one. Oh, you've you've got and, a gold, you've got a golden generation yeah. right now. Yeah, you got yeah. a good one. The, the defense center defensive midfield. He's out. He's out for your World yeah. Cup uh, side though. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, we have a, we have an opportunity against uh, this friends we saw. Uh, in the in the nations league, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's it's yeah. not. So there's an opportunity, you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll, and, ta- uh, we'll take it. We'll and, take uh, it. Mbappe, uh, Mbappe uh, is uh, is something uh, that we have to care about, and also uh, kill the creativity in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you if you do that, France is clueless. Okay, they, well, because they, they have no style anymore, and uh, that's definitely not the the twenty the twenty eighteen uh, team that that won the World Cup. Well, do we have the ability though in that central midfielder, our, our defensive midfielders, to be able to do that? Well, yeah, that's my yeah. worry. That's my but question. Who who would do well though? Like you look, Belgium worst ethnic east sides went to Belgium and Spain and took points. Yeah, so you've got you've got like Manoli Siopis type players that you're gonna need. You'll be one of the first names on the team sheet. You'll need you'll need guys like Manoli to to be able to just be on fire and just. Because he did well from memory when against Spain when he played in Spain. He he came on and he just like a little. Yeah, Yeah. he'll be crucial in this one. So if especially if we're thinking you got to man mark a guy out of a game or just destroy the midfield or break up break up plays. Because if you have a look at the draw, we don't play France and the Netherlands in back-to-back games in the same well, break. Well, this is the good thing about the draw, and this is the only thing that makes me yeah. positive, is team. that the first game is against Gibraltar away from home. Now, if if we don't win 3-4, okay, you know we're not going to win 3-4-0, but, you know. If we just win. Let's if just we win. just yeah. win that game, and then we've got Ireland at home. So, that's I a big mean, one. That's, that's huge, a big one, one, but potentially we can go – Six points off the first two games. Into um, France. Into France uh, three days later after Ireland. And that's that's the big one there. So you would look at that. And if you can look at those th- those three games and say to yourself, if we can jag seven points out of those three, they, they, you've set yourself up perfectly. Because oh, France yeah. is obviously going to – France yeah. is going to be playing Netherlands before us. So hopefully they, you know – Hopefully they consume each other. George, take points off each confirm, other. Uh, is France playing? Is France playing the Netherlands when we're playing Ireland? Um, I don't have the draw up again. No, it's the here. first okay. game. The first game for them is is again is against each other in France. Right, and then they play each other again in match day four, four. five. No. Five, five, yeah. five, five, five. Sorry, yeah. You know, okay. who, can we see who France is playing when we're playing Ireland? They might be off. Because it's a five, five ten, it's an it's an odd number. Uh, France, uh, France is playing home uh, for the for the first game. But we play Ireland second. We play Ireland second. 
So who that's what that's who the friends play then? They or play they Gibraltar and then Holland don't play. Okay, so they play Gibraltar and Holland have the game okay. off. Okay, okay. That's, so, that's, that's, that's so look, Fran- uh, no, I I just uh, I just had a look. Uh, uh, we play uh, Ariel, uh Island uh, home uh, in, not, in, ma- uh, in match day two. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and match day one, you guys play. Oh, not you guys. France <laughs> plays uh, Netherlands. Yep. Alain, I've never asked you this question. Do you support France as well? No. No. <laughs> no. To be to be honest with you, uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, I really I really used to to love this team so much. Yeah. And uh, since uh, Zidane generation uh, retired, and uh, uh, that, that's that's not the same anymore. Football, and, uh, mer- football mercenaries have come through. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a, it's have... like Australia. Yeah, yeah. And what I was going to say though, we before, with, with not playing uh, France and Netherlands in the same time in the same international break, it'd be interesting when we do play them because then you'd assume like when we play France, we play Ireland. The onus will be yeah. on us at home to try win that game. So he's going to have to call a wide variety. He's going to have to call attack-minded players that can control the game. And then the guys that so Siopis will be useful for the next game against the French a well, few days after that. Yeah. But would he have a role? It's going to be interesting how he goes about picking these scores. But, but, my, my, but, I can tell you, I can tell you, we need butchers uh, on the pitch. <laughs> we need butchers on the pitch. Oh, we will for, for, for then, France. We will absolutely. In the tavela. Um, I think the problem is with that sometimes, Nico, is when you think a game ahead, you lose focus of what's in front of you. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. He's got yeah. to pick players that can go take the game to Ireland. So and, we need, yeah, we need to win. We need to win, and we need to win well. Now, boys, is it head to head or is it goal yeah. difference? No, nah, head to head. Okay, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Which is always good for us because <laughs> we win one. We're never going to win on goal. We're, we're the one nil <laughs> machines there. So. But, um, yeah. Look, um, at least he'll see who what, what the players are made out of, who's cut out for it, and then we'll know heading yeah, into exactly. the playoffs. Yeah. Worst case, and Turkey's group, they're they are. This is what Michael was saying a couple of weeks back. It's as it stands, Turkey. Their group's a little bit easier than ours. They've got uh, Croatia and Wales. Yeah. We'll they're no months at the same they're time. No yeah, we'll yeah Croatia's no. top side. Wales. Yeah. No. 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 Speaking of a, a group of death, Cyprus have a terrible group. But then Cyprus what's, are bad. What's so this? What's got an easy group? What's Cyprus? Cyprus Spain, was Scotland, gonna, I guess Stephen was going to be hard. Scotland, Norway, Georgia. Oh, that group A, group A. Okay. Yeah. Look, anything and, like, like what and, Greg said, anything yeah. that Cyprus was going to get was going to be difficult for us. Yeah. But you've got uh, yeah, no, Ke- uh, Ketsbaya, isn't he your coach now, Temuri Ketsbaya? Yeah, there was a still of him when he saw the draw and he looked ashen-faced. He looked yeah. so <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not even just the Spanish anymore. Like, the Scots have put together a decent side. And then yeah, you imagine Harlan rocking up to Cyprus. Yeah. yeah, and then even Georgia, mate. Georgia have, like, oh, that kid flying. from Napoli who's insane. Yeah, like, mm. they're yeah they've, they've gone next level. Yeah. Greg, um, Greg, can we do it? Yeah. Can we, can we get out of this group? Uh, no. Nah. What do you think we need to do to get out of this group? I think here's, um, oh man, you know, we re- if Fortunis can somehow get, what's going on with Fortunis, guys? Like, just getting match if, fit. If he could get, be, yeah. if he could be firing, then maybe. But I, I just, I don't think. Um, I, look, if if Limnios is firing, and we can get someone firing on the left, then maybe we can do something. But we need everything to sort of come together to be able to get results in these games. And um, I just think there's three huge challenges there, which I don't know if we've got the depth. 
uh, because we're going to get injuries and all that. And that's all going to hit us at some stage. And I don't know, but the draw is kind of uh, favorable for us in that we do have a bit of time between the big games, but um, we need everything to come together. And for me, a, a strong Greek team is when we've got both right, at least a very strong right wing or, and someone else that's decent on the left. That's yeah. supporting a Bakasset because we know Bakasset is going to be starting a lot of these games in central tech and midfield. And I think he needs he needs players that are runners around him for us to be effective. And when that doesn't happen, we're not very dangerous. We're so not that dangerous. That's, yeah. that's got to come together. All right. Well, look, we'll, we'll discuss this a little bit further when the time comes. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for us to see where we're at as a nation um, and to see if it's um, if we're improving um, and how we're improving under the coach. Uh, so and we've if got I could add one more thing, George. Yeah, of course. I think I think in the friendlies that are coming up, I think we've got to start using Yaku Marcus and just getting him um, entrenched into that system. And if we can, Jolis as well. These are guys that can really score goals. And obviously, that's you know the, the key to winning games is scoring yep. goals. And we've got a lot of players that um, miss a lot of chances or are close to scoring, but these guys actually finish. So I think that's also very important in the coming up matches. We really got to get these guys um, integrated into the system and comfortable so yep. we can get some guys from them. And we also need to look, yeah, you know, you're right. And, and I wouldn't mind seeing other guys get an opportunity. We, Saliakas, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, he's another guy that we'd love to get in the team. Baldock is doing good, but Baldock is 30 years old and he's not the future. Like he'll, if we make the 04 campaign, he'll probably play into that. Um, and then maybe to the world, next World Cup and maybe, after that. But then you also yeah. want to have contingency plans because you don't want to be relying on a 32, 33-year-old no. player um, that just made his debut for us either. So um, it, there's interesting times, like what Greg was saying, that you've got to find a nice balance between getting players in and looking for the future and also getting them in to integrate it. So Tullis, guys like Tullis should be in the side regardless um, of uh, how they're, they're performing, um, unless they're completely busted. Um, all right, well, we'll talk about that more on as uh, as time goes on. So the matches don't – the campaign kicks off in March 23, uh, 2023. So, um, you know, there was a lot of water to pass under the bridge uh, from now till then. But, um, yeah, good times ahead for the ethnic um, or mother. Um Greeks abroad, guys. We've had a we've had a few um, things going on here. The first thing, Greg Samaris, um, Andrea Samaris, got a standing ovation um, in Portugal playing for his club when he got subbed off by the Benfica fans. It was it was truly amazing seeing it. He burst out in tears. The emotions got the best of him and all that. How does it, did you know that he was that revered by the fans? Uh, maybe for a season or two, um, eight years a ago. long, long, long time didn't ago. Think he was going to get that. Um, look, I know they respected him because he stayed with them over the long haul, but he was a bench player for, for many of the years in the last few years. Um, if I've been thinking, he wasn't, he wasn't line, even, he wasn't even throat, a bench player. He was a B player. He was, it was <laughs> like, and that's not disrespect to anything, but like, yeah, it, it was amazing. I don't know, Stephen. I mean, you're an Olympiacos fan from back in the day. Did did you see this? I, I I personally never saw this. I just saw him as a squad player at Benfica and he's a dime a dozen player, but he obviously ticked some boxes with him. Well, I was saying to you before we started recording, we got a really good investment from him because we got 10 mil for him after one really good season where we performed well in the Champions League. And he had a really bright 
start his time at Benfica. But as we've said, he, he after like a couple of seasons, he barely featured. Then he got a big contract after he performed in the latter stages of one of their one of their campaigns. And That's right. Then, yes. He fell off a cliff, so he, I guess he didn't do much wrong. Maybe they, maybe they blamed the previous managers in the establishment for why he wasn't playing, and that's why they have respect for him. And mm-hmm. fair enough, like he has, he has performed for them in the past. It's just he was never a consistent kind of every single game, every single season. He's out there. He's part of the team. Yeah, so it's interesting that they, yeah, they, they gave that take. But yeah, you, fair enough. Look, good on him there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I look good on him. I, if, if, you know, it's always good to see Greek players getting love around the world outside of Greece there, so long may continue. Um, Lazarus Lampros, speaking of wingers, Greg, um, he's yeah. on the goal. He uh, scored a goal for his club over the weekend there um, for for Excelsior. He got the draw there. It's a nice bit of uh, movement there and a nice finish. So do you think he's ethnic equality? I, I, I do. Um, and he's the typical, and this is I think there's probably, if there's Greeks listening to us in Greece, probably laughing at what we said about him. But this is, for me, is the typical last 10 years story of Greek football. We have these um, energetic, um, good wingers who have got, got a fair bit of skill, which for some reason in Greece, we just, we don't utilize them. We'll go by a foreigner instead. Um, and he's, when he, whenever he has um, secured a starting spot, he did it at Rolfi, he did it in Holland a couple of years ago. Um, he always does quite well. He, he gets on score sheets and uh, you know, of course, he has his moments where he doesn't he'll have his moment where he doesn't do something great. But for the most part, he's an attacking threat and he can score goals as well. So um, I hope, I really hope um, he gets a shot at the ethnic Houston because we could use something, something like him on the left. And I would love to one day see Lambert uh, on the left and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my God, I've gone blank. Limnios. Limnios yeah. on the right. Um, I just think that would give us a whole new dynamic um, that could work really well and give the striker some uh, good opportunities and just just create a good dynamic for us. Yeah, Lee, with, if, with if, this system, with this system, we have to uh, we have two crossing wingers. Uh, Elaine, why why didn't I mean this is a long time ago now, but he was never given much opportunities at bulk. Yeah, I think uh, any, any reason why, from your understanding? Uh, I think that that was that was. Uh, same, uh, same for Garcia uh, and uh, and Lucescu. Mm. I think that was a matter of style because you know they they prefer uh, they always prefer uh, uh, reverted wingers and uh, really I think his style uh, couldn't fit uh, with the with the team. With the team, yeah. No, look, he did well. If anyone hasn't seen the goal, it was a cross ball from halfway line out to him. He controlled it well. Took on his defender. Um, dazzled him with a bit of footwork inside the box and just uh, whipped in a nice kick from just out, just inside the penalty box on the far post past the keeper. Um, beautiful goal, beautiful finish, beautiful control. So uh, hopefully his one uh, continues there. And uh, like what Greg was saying, we'll get to see him in the ethnic your mother. Nico, um, Yakumakis, um, Hadzi's favourite side, uh, Celtic, yeah. your cousin Hadzi, um, got a last-minute winner and caused all kinds of chaos. Chaos, all right. That, 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 he, I actually spoke to him uh, about two, three hours ago, yeah. and we, we spoke about uh, th- this game and this goal. And it, he was telling me they've been struggling a bit recently. Not struggling, but they found it a bit tougher recently, mm. as opposed to their opening to the season. And that was a get out of jail free card because it came very, very late. And yeah, they they really needed it because the gaps only I think I was telling you two points now with uh, 
with Rangers. With Rangers, yeah. It, wasn't, it was just this, you know, it wasn't a great goal or anything, it was but a, he had it was to a, be in the right place. It was, right it was a yuckle monkey's goal. Exactly. That's no. a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it does, you've said it lots of times, he can score a variety of goals, but that's the, the main way. Mm, it's just more- he ran into great scenes, actually. He ran into to the crowd and he you know, embraced the supporters and they embraced him and they ended up on the pitch as well after that. <laughs> uh, that's good there, yeah, Stephen. I think it's just the demand of, of the Champions League is weighing down on Celtic lately. And also that's, you have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Nick. Because they're going into it. They're obviously in a domestic league whereby they are the dominant team. And then you go into the Champions League where you're going to get hammered every week or just yeah. not be on the possession side. Because they're I not think going that must be... No, they're really no, not. They're and, and <laughs> the perception of the British media in general is that Rangers and Celtic are unlucky, which I wouldn't necessarily agree with. They're they have unlucky. been outclassed for the vast majority of their games. They're not unlucky. And I think, and I, yeah, and I just think that that's a very interesting perception they're taking on the Celtic and Rangers, because it's always like so exciting, two Scottish teams in the Champions League. That hasn't happened for so long. Um, they, but, yeah, I, I, that's my take. The, on the, the Scottish teams uh, simply epitomise what's wrong with their league, um, where you've got two teams that have more budget, their budget you put all the other teams outside of the Rangers and Celtic together and they're, they're combined, they still have more of a budget than these clubs. And when you do that, like I speak to a friend of mine that's a heart supporter and he goes, like our budget's maybe 10% of what theirs is and they're considered probably the third best club in um, um, in Scotland and with where Kjomorozoglu uh, plays in. So... You use that as an example, and they're still struggling against teams that have a 10% budget of theirs. They're going to go to places like the Bernabeu or wherever, and they're going to get absolutely spanked because how do you you play St. Mirren and just get a 2-1 win over them with a last-minute goal and think you're going to go to play Real Madrid and do anything other than cop a belting? And it's the same as Greek football as well. So I'm not, I'm not having yeah. a go at Scottish football. I'm, oh, far, lots of I'm yeah. far from having a go at Scottish football, but it's the same issue there, where Olympiacos has had the be- biggest budget, but like nearly double Balk's budget, which has always been the second biggest. Um, but then we go over into Europe and we get absolutely spanked. Um, so it's it's the competition there, and sometimes, and what you see is spending money doesn't necessarily bring you the success. It doesn't. And that's why we're losing to teams like uh, Cutterbag 3-0 because they may have a big budget, but they're, they're anyway, you know, I don't know what to say. Greg? So this is a point I made. Um, this is why watching teams like Atromitos and Asterastipolis produce such crap football lately for me really annoys me because um, um, this just, it's not good. Like, I mean, Olympiacos had a training run against Atromitos, which I posted on Twitter um, on the weekend. And then... Um, Hammered by quite a bag um, at Gadiskaki, which is just just unbelievable. Um, and then on top of that, we got teams like Asteras, who whose team is just one Greek player. Um, they're producing nothing, so it's just it's all around just terrible. Teams are playing crap football. There's and I've said, look, besides the top five teams, only Volos and Panetolikos are playing some decent football. Atromitos plays good when they're at home, but they can't play against the big teams. Um, so when when you know we've only got. When these teams are getting, you know, when the Olympiacos and the Balks and the Panathinaikos are getting eliminated from Europe, uh, I mean, I mean, that's another issue because it's done so early, but there's just not enough strong competition in Greece. Mm. And, and we're plus playing all these third-rate foreigners, which has only been helping on top of that. So well, that's, a, the, that's the issue. Yeah, that, that's a big issue there. Um, 
Anyway, there's no quick answer to that one there, but I think uh, Scottish football is suffering similar issues to Greek football, hence why we can't, um, you know, why... I mean, they've had a bit more success in Europe over the years and Rangers obviously last season, but um, I think sustained success over a long period of time is going to be hard to find um, there for them. Uh, moving on, Saliakas, bomb goal for his club, St. Pauli. Gets the ball from midway point in the half, takes a few steps with it, probably another five metres outside the box, pulls the trigger, bang, goal. Boys, you guys saw we posted it. Um, anyone, Nick or boys, Greg? Uh, I uh, clearly deserves it deserves time. It was a it was a bomb guy. It was unbelievable. It was just great. And, and, and I he's been him. getting minutes for his club. Yeah, he plays regularly. He does quite well. Um, and it's it's a very hard competition over there. So yeah, they're in um, the, it's a second division second, in Germany, yeah. but it, it's not a mug club. And um, it was a smart move by him to go to that club outside of Greece when he said, "I need to leave Greece to play for the Ethniki." Um, I think I think the coach will be crazy if he doesn't pick him. Anyway, um, Elaine Solis, he got injured um, over the weekend, but you've heard that it's not as bad as what we thought. Yeah, uh, because uh, as I explained, uh, they expected them to. I mean, uh, they expected him to to get the the cruciate, but uh, it looks like uh, it looks like it's just uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, how to say? I don't know the word in English. Sorry, the side in French. The the, si- the, <laughs> the, the muscle lateral. Hein? The <laughs> side mo- the m- muscle, muscle lateral. Uh, okay. lateral. Yeah. Side muscle, you can say in English. <laughs> the side muscle, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's, we're looking at what you think in three weeks, they said. Yeah, and uh, so uh, the is uh, he's, he's expected to be out between three weeks and two months. Okay, so let's hopefully hopefully it's closer to the three. And uh, yeah, they they really uh, they really expected uh, the cruciate. He got yeah. the cruciate, but uh, at the end, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully it's a quick injury, um, and it's closer to the three-week mark than the two-month mark there for him, and he's back out on the field, uh, doing well for the team. Now, did we take? Did we speak about Nico last week? Zeka doing his ACL again? Yeah. Yeah, Nico, you got to take your jumper off your head, right? <laughs> Oh, we're saying, no, we're saying that's been done for the FTP. Yeah, okay, so that's him. Oh, yeah. On the topic of Greek support, I only saw the highlights. Sorry, Nico. Can you hear me? Lost. Yeah, now, now we can. Yeah. You're in on the relax. topic. On the topic of Greek support, I was going to say, I only saw the highlights of the game. How did Simikas go? Because I, I saw they shipped three goals. I saw the highlights, but anyone catch that game in full or? In depth with Simikas, um, I watched it. Yep. How did you say it, Steve? Um, he was fine. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of issues with Liverpool's backline at the moment, and a lot of people are partially, rightfully targeting Trent Alexander-Arnold for the reason why they're constantly exposed. My big problem is when some people are t- starting to turn on Simikas now, and it's just <coughs> I find it so strange because they. They, people were calling for him to play over Robertson. And now that Robertson's injured and Timmy Gass is playing, all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, he's really bad. And I'm just thinking, oh, but, like, it's it's not him that's necessarily the problem. It's the backline that's the issue um, mm. overall. It's just ha- how Liverpool are playing in general right now. So it's, it can't be attributed even to Trent. It can't even be attributed just to him. It, it's 
there's a lot of injury issues at Liverpool and so they have to cover it with players who are past their best like uh, Milner and, and Henderson even who's going that way um, and so yeah he, he was fine like he, he I'm glad he's just getting consistent game time to be honest the um, looking at on sofa score where they rate players, the whole back line was rated. Van Dyke 6.6 was the highest. Simicus after him at 6.4. Um, three. Uh, Matip at 6.3 and Alexander Arnold 6.2. Um, but looking at the results there, the whole left side, Thiago Alcatanta, whatever his name is, 6.1 and Luis Diaz uh, 6.3. So and they've, whole... lost, um, they've lost Diaz for 10 weeks now. He's out injured. Yeah, so um, anyway, tough times at that club there, but he's getting game time. And um, I think the uh, I think the, um, the the fans that are turning on him don't know what they're turning on him about. So he it's did a, a, it's a small things. amount of fans. And, and to be honest, the majority of people still think it's justifiable that even if Robertson was fit, that Dimitri plays over him. Because just statistically, in general, Liverpool, much Liverpool fans, mate. Liverpool yeah. fans. <laughs> Can they take Gerard off us? <laughs> I'm sure you. That you, was the plan. That was the plan. Dude. That's the plan, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Please, now I'll, I'll go there yeah. and drive him there. That's the plan, isn't it? Um, anyways, moving on, Greg. Now um, we've been running the um, a competition for the last uh, good few weeks that uh, that uh, you were lucky enough to be able to score some uh, tickets for. So I'll leave it to you, mate, to. Uh, do the big draw and do the big, um, yeah, the winners for the uh, Karagunis uh, match that um, will be played in Sydney, Australia in uh, the coming weeks. Greg? Yes, uh, Karagunis Legends match. Karagunis Legends versus, um, sorry, Karagunis 11 versus uh, the legend, Legends at Lambert Park on October 23 at 5 p.m. The gates will open at 2 p.m. There'll be a training session which Karagunis will be running before then and then the game will kick off after that. Uh, we've been lucky through Nikos Manzurakis through uh, his Football Brilliance Academy to uh, be rewarded with um, three double passes, which we'll be drawing now, thanks to all, the, all those that entered through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There was a few entries that um, tagged a lot, a lot of people in, but those are people weren't following us. So um, part of the deal was whoever you're tagging had to follow Hellas Football. So we've still got plenty of entries in, and we'll draw them now. Um, we'll be uh, direct messaging the guys who do win. Um, so we can give them the ticket. So I'm going to draw ticket number one now. And who have we got? We've got um, from Instagram, Samantha Pencarinha. Um, so Samantha, you've won a double pass um, for you and your friend. I, I know she um, tagged her friend who's got, a, I think, a cake shop in Bexley North, uh, sweets and, and cake shop. So um, funny enough, the person she, she tagged uh, tagged three people beforehand who all weren't following Hellas Football and I really wanted um, her to get a look in and her friend Samantha tagged her in so uh, well done for that uh, that's the first winner congratulations Samantha, Samantha and a uh, friend from Sweets and Cakes in uh, Bexley yes alright second winner is okay from Instagram as well Nicholas Stavropoulos he Nick- was uh, tagged he was tagged by Christopher Yanyatsas. So, Christopher Stavropoulos, you've, um, you're a winner of the, the second double pass. And you can thank your friend Christopher Yanyatsas for taking you in there. Yeah. And the final double pass that's going out is 
Tula Costa Curta right now. <laughs> don't don't stumble with the balls, mate. There we go. This one's a bit of a stumble. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Alex Mann on Facebook. So Alex Mann uh, 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 tagged a friend on Facebook and uh, they both follow us. So well done to Alex. She gets, um, or he, gets a ticket uh, double pass as well to the great game. So um, there are winners. Samantha Pencarinja, Nicholas Davropoulos, and Alex Mann. Congratulations, guys. Just uh, have a double pass. Keep an out on your direct messages um, on the two of you on Instagram and Alex on Facebook. We'll, I'll be in touch. And we'll look to get that double pass out to you in time before the big game on the 23rd. Perfect, perfect. So congratulations, Samantha, Nicholas and Alex. Uh, please keep an eye out on your DMs um, and you'll be getting contacted shortly um, from us to be able to send out the tickets to you. So congratulations. Hope you guys have a fantastic day watching a Greek footballing legend in Australia. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and big thank you to... Um, uh, to Greg for running the competition and uh, Nick um, Muzurakis for um, offering the uh, three double passes to us um, who's organised this uh, Legends match there. So hopefully it's a cracker. We're going to go out there as well and check it all out. So, um, yeah, it should be a great day for everyone there involved. So please keep an eye on your DMs and thank you to everyone who uh, entered the competition there. We do appreciate it. We'll try to do stuff like this a little bit more often when when interesting things pop up um, for us all. All right. Last- ah, and yes. uh, just uh, sorry for, for the off topic, but uh, I just saw that a game uh, in France could be played in Lille. The, the, against the ethnic your mother. Oh, really? Yeah. In Lille. We won't be playing at the Lille. Stade de France. Why, no. not at, why not in the Stade de France? Lille, uh, because uh, for uh, you know uh, for what they call uh, smaller games, uh, huh? sorry, really? they oh, okay. they play uh, they play uh, in uh, in other stadiums. Wow. So are they still upset about what's in, from two thousand and four? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, actually, Lille uh, is in the is in the north uh, is in the north, and so. Uh, that's where uh, maybe Steve uh, can come up. Can come up. That's, yeah, it's quite uh, easy for me to get that. I can just take the yeah. Euro star from Blankers. So yeah, listen not? to these yeah. guys. That's, wow, that's yeah. where yeah. you, you get right, the Euro right, star. All right, boys. All right, boys. Um, all right. We have, to, we have to wake up at 4 a.m. Exactly. And you guys can go and have some um, <laughs> croissants whilst watching the Ethnic Your Mother wait, play. So, so by that logic, then, the only big games that France are going to host at the Stade de France is Holland, because then they can't play they can't play Ireland at the Stade de France and not play us at the Stade de France as well. Mm. But, uh, they, they will, uh, I think uh, they will play uh, because, you know, since uh, Euro uh, 2016, uh, all stadiums uh, have been renovated and uh, a lot uh, have more than 40k uh, capacity. Gotcha. So, uh, Apart from uh, the the big games like uh, like uh, Netherlands uh, and so the, uh, the a lot of games now are played uh, in uh, in smaller cities. 
Yeah. Oh, well, well, if only uh, Greek, Greece, when they won the 04, spent money on infrastructure, we would have more than half a dozen or two, three stadiums that could. Uh... Yeah, that was spent on Sublakia. Yeah, well, a lot of people made money. Anyway, um, we'll move on from that one there. So, we, uh, by popular demand, we brought back uh, the questions um, for us today. So, um, we've got a whole heap of questions. So, we'll go through this all with the guys here. Um, and we'll read out your Twitter handle or Instagram or social media handle so you can get a bit of followership as well. So, um, at Mukles, M-U-K-L-E-S, triple one. Clearly, Pauk are struggling to get results and score goals. Based on last year's success, who do you think is key in getting Kurtic to the penalty spot moving forward? Um, Elaine, yeah, Kurtic, not, not putting away the penalties or not getting the penalties as much this season, eh? Um, <laughs> that was about hey, it. The issue is that uh, last uh, last season we won a lot of penalties because uh, Zipkovic uh, was still uh, doing a very great job uh, on his wing. Uh, he was he was still winning uh, everywhere uh, yeah. and getting fouls and so and this year he, he can't even run he can't yeah. even run is a disaster uh, well, so we'll see how you guys go I think Mukles is having a bit of fun with you guys there but um, anyway thanks for the question mate um, Nick at Red V11 underscore, where would be the appropriate home stadium for the ethnic your mother in the in the upcoming Euro qualifiers? Greg, well, being quite vocal, I really want. I, I think it'd be great if they could um, utilize Aya Sophia. We saw what the Ake match was like, and we'll see it again this yeah. weekend. It can be a. It's a real fortress, and it's a real intimidating atmosphere. Um, but I, I saw the Apple president uh, today. He was talking about Kaliskaki, but. We'll see what happens. I mean, I really would love to see Aya Sofia be utilised. It's uh, it's an incredible stadium, and it can really be. I mean, with such a hard group, we need everything we can get. If we can get a full house there, it's something else. If you haven't, if you haven't seen um, what it's like, just check out the AQ and Cross highlights on YouTube, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, it's, it has it's something be, really special. It has to be that stadium. It, it, it's brand new, ticks all the boxes. It has to be. It would make zero sense uh, for it not to be played at that stadium there. So. Um, yeah, we'll go from, we'll see you from there. Um, Nick, Nick Kalathakis, at N underscore Kalathakis. Um, not a question, but shout out to you boys and all the stuff you do. You've kept me going the last few months. Thanks, Nick. Uh, enjoyed listening to you all and loved all the ethnic spaces. And now who's taking a check for the Karagunis tickets? Uh, sorry, Nick, if you lived in Sydney, mate, um, although you work in the airport game, so you should fly down and uh, grab a ticket and um, come as, have a sort of like with, um, with Nico here. So you can talk about West Ham and, um, and Aston Villa. Oh, forget it. That'd be forget. like World War III. I think you'd end up dumping him. Um, and, you, and the game's going to be played at Lambert Park. We're happy I play with him. We're same, in the same, same colours. <laughs> Same colours as well. There you yeah. go. You'd all be confused there together. <laughs> um, but thanks for the shout-out, Nico. We appreciate it, mate. Give us a five-star review, Telly. That's why he should. Of course he should. Everyone should. <laughs> um, Nicholas Lianos, um, at Lianos Nick. Um, if qualifying is off to a bad start, how long before we should switch attention to the playoffs? Now, him and uh, Big Pete the Greek, um, at Big Pete the Greek, had a, a good back and forth. And Pete said, should use every game of the normal qualifying path to build up for these playoffs, for those playoffs, in case they are needed. 
which is likely on paper. Um, don't see why need to need. Don't see why focus needs to be sacrificed for playoffs. And they went back and forth there, um, Steve. I, I said this previously when talking about having a playoff place just in case the qualifiers don't succeed. And we can't think like that. We have to go into these games tr- going to try and get a good start against Gibraltar, especially against the Republic of Ireland. We have to try and be positive going into these games because, sure, we might we might absolutely flop, but we can't rest our laurels on the playoff place because then we probably won't go through. Nah. Sure, we have that as a backup, but the first thing to call is to try and qualify in a very tough group, understandably, but or at least do the best that we possibly can to give us some momentum going into the playoffs because Abs- we can't just rely on that. Absolutely. Greg? Uh, yeah, look, Stephen's 100% correct with that. Um, my, the only thing I wanted to add was um, if, if, you know, things don't go off, don't go to plan, I just hope we um, uh, smartly use some players that can really help us instead of just constantly relying on the same players. Um, and like, you know, we've spoken about the, the, um, the Lambros and whatnot. Um, and I think there's other players that can potentially help. So, you know, if, if things derail, I, I really hope we're smart in the way we um, bring some useful players into the system that can help us for that playoff. Yep, no, absolutely. I think, yeah, play what's in front of you and try to win every game in front of you. Um, I think that's the only way. If you look if you look at other ways, we've got that ace up our sleeve with the second chance. So, we, you know, that's great, but we shouldn't have to rest on that. So, um, but look, it was a good debate between um, Nicholas and Pete. So, um, yeah, guys, um, good stuff there. Um, who cares? 2567 at who cares? 2567. Um, got a curly one out there. What happened to Panionios last time I heard they were in debt, but how bad was it? Should have the EPO back, uh, back then help them? Should they, should EPO have helped them back then um, with the other big teams in Greece? I feel like they were the only club in the last five to eight years that gave Greek players a chance, unlike now. Um, I'll answer that very quickly, um, and if anyone wants to jump in. They went broke, and they're kicking about in the Athenian League. And what we've seen now is a lot of big commas, inverted commas, clubs um, that drop out of the um, Super League have gone broke. Uh, the likes of Xanthi, um, Nico, off the top of my head. Who Iraklis, Iraklis, years, years, ago, years ago. Years ago. But who's, who's recently now? Um, Ergotelis. Ergotelis. Panionios. Um, uh, the other Cretan team as well. Um, oh, Platanias. Uh, yeah, so yes, unfor- yes. look, unfortunately, they overspend and they they go for broke and then they, don't, they can't capitalise afterwards. Um, so, although, to that, it, it also, the, a lot of that is the fault of what's happening to second division. So, um, yeah, this well, delays for clubs that aren't going to get, you know, most of the, look, most of the games are not going to get huge crowds and they're going to struggle for revenue and you've got, um, a league system that's not starting. I mean, what last year, what did it start in November? I think something stupid. So it's, yeah, it, it, like, it is the only, it is the only professional league in Europe that has not started yet. A- any word when it is, have we got weekend. a set date? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend, definitely, yeah, but definitely yeah, concrete. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll believe it when we see it. Um, should EPO have jumped in to help? I don't believe they should have. Um, they need to get their own house in order. So, um, you know, they, how are they going to help when they don't have any money? Or if they do, they're, you know, they're, they're spending it on uh, replacing your money. Any word on that? 
We'll have to do one, some at a time. one at a time, Nico. One at a time. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jack Roberts uh, at J four C K Roberts um, 08 asked the question: Why do we see young Greek players struggle to develop as well as as well as other nations? Greg, you're on fire here. Um, look, first of all, they're not getting given opportunities in Greece, which is for me is just I'm just banging my head against the wall when I'm. What I'm saying, so they're not getting good opportunities. Infrastructure isn't fantastic. They develop to a, they do actually develop quite well to about under 19, yeah. and that's when when it comes to going into the big leagues, they, they they're just not given that opportunity. Very very few. Um, whereas most other countries do give them that opportunity or give them that have that platform to sort of get you, to the next level. You see, with other countries as well. Let me just sorry jumping in on you there, Greg. That um. Even the like, okay, the big clubs in any in any competition around the world, they're generally not gonna they're gonna be a bit different trying to play young Greeks. But you always see there's a few teams in every league that would play their their players. But in Greece, you look at any it gets worse as it goes down. Even in the second division, you've got teams that have no Greeks in them. So it's, yeah, and uh, uh, excuse, uh, yeah, yeah, go excuse on, Alan. me, George. Uh, we were uh, the worst country in Europe to do that, uh, among with uh, Bulgaria, and uh, uh, the second one was, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Moldova. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah. I, I saw something. There was a game in Moldova. It popped up on my timeline. The sheriff, tourist ball, and another side. There was yep. one, one local. Across yeah. the yeah. place. There yeah. you go. They, yeah, and uh, that's the in Bulgaria. In uh, Bulgaria, sorry, the, that's the same for for uh, almost all teams. Uh, like uh, the lots uh, lots of them only have foreigners. Yep. Well, there you go. Um, so there's it, it. It's yeah. We need better. We need better setups. We need better infrastructure in Greek football. Greg nailed it on the head. They get to a certain age where they they actually go well and then I think the smart ones are now figuring out that if they can't crack it they need to get out of the league um, ASAP yeah. and maybe go through uh, you know the Dutch or the Belgium system which is um, is showing that's given our young players a great opportunity your um, infrastructure point was, was on the money it, yeah, no, it is unfortunately in Greek football, and we had opportunities when we won the Euro, and we banged yeah. on our head a million times. Um, quickly, you look at our kids, you look at them, and, and they're not. It's like they do next to no work in the gym. A good chunk of them, they're talented, but they got no. Yeah, they, there's there's no physique. No, on them. Yeah, yeah, a bit of they size look brawny, like yeah, yeah. Um, M. Kerrigan on Instagram, uh, Max Kerrigan, uh, asked the question, opinion, opinions on if Tsingaras and Nicolau should feature in the ethnic or mother. Greg, should they be in there? I think Nicolau should, um, yeah. 100% should, especially about Tsavelas. Yep. I think Alan's probably the best to talk about yeah. Tsingaras. Tsingaras, what do you reckon, Alain? You reckon he should be featuring in the ethnic or mother? Yeah. I think uh, absolutely because uh, uh, it's the only profile we have uh, with uh, with Corbelis. We, we can uh, we's really uh, uh, we can really recover balls uh, all the time and go uh, then go forward. That, yeah. That's the only one. Zeka could do it that too, but uh, Zeka's uh, finished. Yeah, yeah, he's done unfortunately. And, uh, 
and uh, uh, Liradzis uh, deserve deserve a spot, I think. And uh, I don't, to be honest, uh, after what happened, uh, I don't see uh, Michalidis uh, coming back uh, at his best level uh, um, soon. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, it's the good moment to to bring uh, Kuliraki in in, uh, in in the team. Okay. Oh, interesting. It'll be a good good conversation for the future if the players can keep going. Um, next question, Yanis K on Instagram as well. Yanis, um, did Kuluris pull a terrible move? Thought uh, and also thoughts on Barkas. Um, so Kuluris, where did he, he ended up at last? Yes, in, yeah, in Austria, Greg. Uh, uh, look, man, I think Kuluris is a certain profile of player that I, I just think he's got that's his level. Uh, he's been playing a few games. He uh, he got a fair few minutes in the last few games, and only only the last two games has he had less time. So, um, look, he wants to try something different and go to Extremo. You know, credit to him, but I think that's as far as it's going to go. It's teams like this and Agromitos, because I just think his his profile of player, um, uh, I just don't think there's much more to it than for him. But he's doing um, okay, but he can probably do a bit better. And what's you got yet, Barkas, your old keeper? Ah, look, he's in great form again. He's a good yes. keeper. Um, yeah. I'm glad to see him starting. I'm glad to see him making uh, the saves that he can do and the form that he can produce. So uh, I think, um, uh, you know, maybe he's another option potentially if he can- continues on this path, on this path for as one of the three. Well, I mean, if Pascalakis was getting chosen and he was clubless, let's be honest, um, and he's, you know, like he shouldn't be in the team. So um, we've got some options there, absolutely. Absolutely. He made made a terrible move to Celtic. It it fell apart for him. He came out and said the many reasons why. So he's kicked on now. So long may continue for him. Um, That's it, guys. So that's a bit of a long podcast there, but I hope everyone enjoyed it. Final thoughts, guys. Again, if you can just give us a five-star review whenever you get an opportunity on uh, the podcast app that you listen to. I know uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify have that because it helps us uh, helps with the algorithm to get us uh, moving up up and there. If you like what you hear, join in, chuck us a question, retweet, show the show the podcast some love. We love doing it, and it's all a it's all a free passion for us. So um, we're not looking to monetize anything here. We're just looking to have some fun and talk about Greek football, Greg. Stephen, Nico, Elaine, thank you guys for joining in. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And um, hope your team wins. Hope you have a fantastic week. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. See you, guys. Bye-bye.